Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Gargoyle Podcast. I'm Nathan, a.k.a. the Gargoyle. And I'm Eric, a.k.a. the Chimerican. And tonight is night 54 of 60 Days of Halloween. Yeah, I know. I was just, I was about to start doing like a little beatboxing thing, but then I didn't really know where I was going with it, so I guess I could have <laughs> done the like, ch 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 that would have been a great way. <coughs> wow, okay. <clears throat> That's a Don't terrible lie. way to start the podcast. <laughs> Just, <laughs> hey, guys. Oh, God. Okay. Um, it's been a rough weekend, hasn't it? <laughs> it's been a rough 60 days. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, there's only one more week until Halloween, which I am super excited about because Halloween is the most wonderful time of the year. And it's the day we don't have to do a podcast. And it's the day that we <laughs> finally don't have to do a podcast. As as wonderful and amazing as this has been, um, trying to like actually do 60 days of Halloween, the 60 days of Halloween is lunacy. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I was just thinking about this yesterday because um, I was talking about how like I feel like my whole perception of reality has been altered because I've watched over 50 horror films over the past two months. And like... I said something about that to Allie, and she was like, I haven't even really thought about this, but you've watched over 50 horror <laughs> movies in two months. Like, I, I'm I'm lucky if I get 50 movies in a year half the time. I usually watch, like, a movie a week. Yeah, because even of how that's busy 52. Is. Yeah, I know, and it's just crazy to think that I've been able to sustain this for this long. Here's one of the things... It's going to so be hard to go back to movies that are not horror movies. Well, it... Yeah, uh, binging on horror this much, uh, we'll talk about it when we get to the uh, retrospective episode, yeah. but once we're done with this, you're like you're going to feel like you have so much time. Just the, the first day that you don't have to watch a movie, you're going to be like, oh my god, I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> like I, I, I have like hours of I nothing know. to do. That's going to be awesome. I'm probably going to start go back to playing video games. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming out soon. So, Actually, holy crap, it's technically already out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's been years since i played video games all right so uh so we are day 54 six days left of episodes um and then like we said halloween we're not actually putting an episode out because it's halloween we're going to be out having fun doing halloweeny things um but we're continuing our week of fear of being a bad horror geek uh and and talking about movies that not that we're ashamed to say that we haven't seen, but like just such iconic movies that, ah, yeah, there's the fear of people going to think that we're bad horror geeks, but also everyone has blind spots in, in their mm. horror movie watchings. But tonight we're talking about one of the movies that you haven't seen before. Yes. Uh, it, yeah. Tonight we're talking about the original Friday, the th Friday, the 13th. Yeah, if I can say that title without stuttering through it. It was um, it was interesting to go back to see this movie and kind of compare the experience of watching the original Friday the Thirteenth to watching the original Halloween, because those were both movies that I watched for the first time the past this past month. Um, so it was kind of interesting to see how see what my expectations were and to see how they compared to what my expectations were i guess all <laughs> right well, well hey let's talk about that uh we're doing the same thing that we do with all the reviews what prior information did we have before viewing it what do we think of it from a technical standpoint what do we think of it emotionally how rewatchable and who do we recommend it for all right so what were your expectations well so for prior information this is kind of a major spoiler but i have to mention it because i feel like it's kind of important it's also a spoiler that i feel like at this point pretty much everybody knows because if you've seen scream then they spoil it in the movie scream um, but yeah, basically it involves the identity of the killer. Sure. So 
I knew going into this movie that the killer was not Jason Voorhees. Um, I knew that it was his mother. Um, and I have seen a few of these movies. Like, I've seen the remake the, mm-hmm. from 2009, um, which really isn't a remake of the first movie at all. Like, they in the remake, it's kind of a remake of the first three movies. Um, and the, this very first movie is basically just the prologue of that movie. Hmm. Um, I still haven't seen the remake. Oh, you haven't seen it? Okay. No. Um, yeah, it pretty much skips over this movie I, entirely. <laughs> which is such a shame because this movie, oh God, it's so good. Um, and I've seen Jason X. So I've seen the one where he's in space. I, I just watched that one on a whim because I thought it would be fun. <laughs> and it was. Um, but other than that, I've not seen any of the Friday the 13th movies. So, so uh, I, I've seen Friday the 13th numerous times. I don't remember the first time that I saw it, but... It, it was also a movie that I, I was late getting into. Like, as much as I love horror movies, I didn't start out watching horror as young as other people who are into it as I am. So, yeah. so like, a lot of the classics, a lot of the iconic ones, I didn't see when they were in theaters. I didn't really see on, like, the midnight showings uh, on HBO or Cinemax or stuff like that. So, so, a lot of these, I was also pretty late to it. But after the first time that I saw it, I saw it numerous times. I kind of love, not kind of, I love Friday the 13th. Interesting. Okay. I think that it is an amazing, just campy slasher flick. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, when I get into the emotional side, I'm going to say something that a lot of people will probably say, what? Ooh, In response to, okay. just because it's, uh, it's not a very popular opinion, but okay. it's a thing. Interesting. Um, and in terms of the sequels, I've seen, God, what all have I seen? Have you seen the Corey Feldman one? I want to see the Corey Feldman one. No, I I want to say that I I want to say that I've seen most of two. I know that I've seen Jason Goes to Hell and part of Jason X. So like even the entire series. Oh, uh, and part of Freddy versus Jason. Um, okay. But yeah, the the entire series. Yeah, I'm pretty lacking on the rest of it. But except for like the first two and a half, and then Jason X. <laughs> like I I feel like you can it's another one of those series where the first one is an amazing movie. The rest of them are just about the killer. Well, I find this, I find this series to be very interesting because you know, when you think of Friday the 13th, you think of Jason, you think of him wearing the hockey mask, but that stuff doesn't actually, that doesn't show it till the it third doesn't show one. Till the third movie. Yeah, yeah. It's really weird to think that like this movie, it started off really strongly enough to like have a, series of like 12 freaking movies show up afterward but the movie doesn't really find its identity culturally speaking until like the third movie which is really not how any of these other slasher film series it's not the same trajectory as any of those other movies which is kind of interesting to me because normally it's like oh yeah the first one is the classic movie which i guess in this case it probably still is yeah um but it's not the one it's not really the blueprint for the series like in all of the other slasher series. Well, and that's, that's part of what I love about it is um, like, I've watched this movie with people who had never seen it before and they were like, Oh yeah, Jason hockey mask. Right. Cool. And I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah." And so like watching it with them, they seriously did not know the spoiler of Mm -hmm. who the actual killer was. And so when it got to that, like there was this look of just shock on their face of just (laughs) what? And it, it, it was so much fun watching it with people who haven't seen it before who don't know the ending. Yeah. They know the ending. It's still fun. But but yeah, like not knowing it, that reveal is 
it's pretty big i find it interesting too because i i think that the end of this movie at the time was probably it probably felt like a big twist because you never see like a middle-aged woman as the killer in movies like this so it's funny that in some ways that twist has been preserved despite the fact despite its popularity um, because of the way that the series kind of changed over time that people have forgotten who the original killer is yeah pretty interesting yeah, or, or even just like, again, like when Jason actually gets the uh, the hockey mask. Yeah. Uh, all right, that was a whole lot of prior information. Yeah, it was. It was my... So, um, it, so how, what were your expectations? Because that kind of leads into some of the technical and emotional, but like what were your expectations based off of what all you knew going into this? They were not super high because, I mean, it's Friday the 13th. It's an iconic franchise, but I feel like it's... It's the one series that it doesn't seem like it starts off with like a stone cold classic movie that everybody loved or whatever, even critics, because this movie was not very well received critically when it first came out. Unlike Halloween or like Nightmare on Elm Street, those movies, you know, even critics liked them. Um, This movie was just, it was kind of tepidly received and it seems like For me, I was thinking that this would be one of the movies where it seems like it might improve as the series goes on because of how insane it gets, like how it just totally embraces the ridiculousness of like slasher tropes and how like, because Allie and I, after we watched the, the remake, we were going through and just reading the synopses for all of the other movies in the series. And this, this series gets insane, like Jason (laughs) going to hell, Jason going to space and all this other stuff. Like it's. (laughs) It's so funny to see the direction the series takes. Jason goes to Manhattan, aka Jason scared of water. Yeah, like it's it's just really funny and even the mythology behind the character and how he keeps dying and being resurrected is so ridiculous and funny and it just seems like it totally embraces the absurdity. So for me going into this first one, I was like, okay, it's not really going to be anything like any of the other any of the two other movies I've seen in the series, it's just probably going to be like a pretty standard. I mean, I guess it's really the prototypical slasher movie um, other than Halloween and black Christmas, but yeah, yeah like black it, Christmas, I guess it was true. definitely part of the, like the camp slashers, right? Cause now like that is an entire subgenre of just, Oh, there's people like out in the woods at a camp even with um, one of the the shorts that we saw over the weekend with uh, the bloody ballad of Squirt Reynolds, yeah, with camp not gonna make it, or yeah, camp uh, not gonna make it is what it was. Yeah, but yeah, but, but like it was what... it wasn't spelled not gonna make it. It was yeah. like spelled a little bit different. Like, like it was like a Native American kind of name or something. Yeah, but <laughs> that's what I mean. I said prototypical slasher. What I meant was prototypical cabin in the woods or like campground movie. Yeah, yeah, because there have been a ton of them since then. Uh, all right, so what did you think of it from a technical standpoint? I think it's pretty good. I, <laughs> no, you don't. It's. I mean, I have to say, like, I didn't. When your have... voice cracks, saying, "I think it's good." <laughs> You've been you think talking about how much you crap. love it, and I'm like, "Oh man, I'm about to disappoint Nathan a little bit." I don't hate. This is it. the technical side, not really, the emotion. I know, I know, I know. But I, I think it's really well made. Um, I think that most of the kills are fantastic. Um. There's one involving an arrow uh-huh. that is just amazing. Uh huh. Didn't another see one, that one coming, did you? There's another one involving an axe that is just amazing. <laughs> like for me, the the real thrill of this movie is not really the characters, or because they're pretty just goofy. Like none of them have any personality other than just like they're teenagers who are super horny and 
want to drink and just goof off while they're getting this camp ready. Yeah. Um, so none of them really register. I didn't really care when they got killed off. I almost wish that I had felt more about the characters. Like I wish I'd either liked them more or hated them more because then it would have been more satisfying when they get killed or like more heartbreaking when they get killed. Like, Oh man, I can't believe they killed this character. So I kind of wish that they had had a little more personality. The characters are pretty bland. They really are. Like even the final girl character like i didn't she doesn't really register you only know that she's the final girl because she gets more screen time basically um there were a few uh supporting characters that i really liked uh i love the police officer that shows up at one point in the movie like just chastising the kids like he was really funny um i got some really strong wet hot american summer vibes with Mm -hmm. the interaction between the uh the actual like person who's starting up the camp again. I can't remember his character's with, name. Steve. With the glasses and bandana yeah, the and glasses. no shirt. He was totally like the David Hyde Pierce character in oh, Hot yeah. American Summer. And then uh, Annie was like Janine Garofalo. So their little, little interaction at the beginning was pretty funny to me. Yeah, I, I am absolutely positive that What Hot American Summer was oh, inspired by those been. characters. It it's, had to have been. It's too spot on. It was. It's so funny. Um. So yeah, and I mean, I think it's fun. Like, I think it's a little, there were times where I felt a little bored because you're wrong. It's not super scary. It, I didn't feel as sca- scared the way that I did with Halloween. Also, that's the emotional side. Oh yeah, I know. I guess. <laughs> well, it's not, I mean, I think it's because technically speaking, there are times where it, fe- it feels like the movie's trying to build tension and it's not because there, there's one scene where uh, one of the characters is trying to barricade themselves in a in a cabin um and it goes on for like five minutes and they do all these things and then they don't do anything about the windows and it's just like what do you do it like why are we spending so much time watching her do this and then she's just not even worried about the windows at all because she's in distress you're just thinking about the door people don't think about windows i know which is why windows are terrifying in horror movies i always think about the windows it's because because you've seen too many horror movies i guess yeah i guess that's it but i don't know like it's just it's kind of slow at times and i felt a little bored but um think think of it this way you probably wouldn't stand at your front door with the door just wide open at you know 10 o'clock at night you probably wouldn't stand there with the door open just looking out yeah but you might stand next to the window looking out at things yeah because you like for some reason you feel safer behind a window I don't. I don't know what you're talking about, but <laughs> well, I'm just saying it's easy to think at, about doors. You don't stand directly in front of a window. You kind of look off to the side where like nobody can see you, and you kind of, I don't know. I, I peek through the blinds like a crazy old neighbor. <laughs> it's fun. These cabins didn't have blinds though. No, they it's just, true. They're just straight up windows. There were tons of windows in those cabins. It was weird. Anywho, um, also there was a disappointing amount of off-screen deaths in this movie where like you don't see them be killed although in some of some of the cases you see like their bodies later on and they're kind of cool or whatever but there are a few a lot of the off-screen deaths are just kind of like oh okay that was whatever well you know you can't show all of them um all right so technically this I movie st- this movie has issues it does i still think it's pretty well made for the most part like it's a good looking movie it's i i love the music the music's pretty good. There, there are definite. <laughs> so there are definitely uh, some themes in the music that are straight up ripped from Jaws. Yeah, definitely. but the whole ch, 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 like that. God, that's terrifying. It's pretty good. I, I it's wish not pretty that good. I it seen, is terrifying. I wish. Well, here's the thing. If, I if, kept thinking if you're about, walking alone at night in your neighborhood and you hear. Tell me that you're not gonna start running. It'd be creepy. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not. 
I'm not saying it wouldn't be. Here's one of the problems I think I had with the movie is that I watched Halloween first. Yeah. And this movie is totally ripping off a lot of stuff that Halloween did. Like, if Halloween did not exist, Friday the 13th would not exist either in its in its current form because it takes, like, the uh, first-person perspective from the opening of Halloween and it uses that throughout the movie kind of inconsistently, um, but it's not nearly as good as the first-person stuff in Halloween. So, I don't know. It just feels a little too much like somebody saw Halloween and they're like, I could do that. And uh-huh. then they tried to do it and they didn't do it nearly as well. But I don't think that they were trying to do it as well. Like, I don't I don't think that it was intentionally made to be campy, but I think that they were going for a different style. Like, yeah. there was a lot more intentional, quote-unquote, humor in Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. So, I think that they were trying to be funnier with it. I, I don't think that they were going for, like, a straight-up horror comedy, but... I don't think that they were trying to recreate Carpenter's Halloween. I I, yeah. I think that it was just like, oh, oh yeah, you know, I sure I can do that. Like, how do I get around not having an awesome killer watching Halloween? Just oh, you show it from their perspective. Brilliant. Yeah. So I think that it was more inspired and less of ripping off. Personally, okay. I mean, I can definitely see that, but they were released so close <laughs> together that I feel like. Friday the 13th is considered a cla- as classic as it is because it was kind of the first one out of the gate after Halloween that tried to kind of take that same sense of style that Halloween has and just move it to a campground. I, I think that your view of the movie is jaded by how closely you saw it to Halloween. I think it is too. No, that's that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like I feel like part of the, the, way, the reason why I feel the way that I do is because I was... Not necessarily comparing it to Halloween, but, you know, just thinking about, like, these are the two big, like, slasher franchises that we tackled in 60 Days of Halloween and just comparing the two of them. Clearly, one was very heavily inspired by the other. They're both very successful, and it just seems like with Friday the 13th, it is mostly, I don't know, it, it seems like it's held in high regard mostly because, first of all, it was a big success at the box office, and they were able to make sequels, and... So, I don't know. It just feels I, like a lesser version of Halloween to me. I don't compare the two. They feel like completely different movies. <clears throat> Most of what I'm going to say is in the emotional side. Yeah. But technically, again, I love the music, even though it does straight up rip off Jaws. Yeah. Um, I, the the practical effects on a lot of the kills are really they're really fascinating. good. They're they're and this is one of like Tom Savini's earlier movies too. I don't think he did the makeup for this movie. Um, and the acting is the acting's okay. Like, the characters themselves might not have been super lovable, but I feel like the acting was at times cheesy, but at other times it was it was good. It's not bad. Like, I would y- almost... You get to see Kevin Bacon. Yeah, you get to see Kevin Bacon. So, pretty, there's that. cool. Interesting to see him. He uh, is, in some ways, my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's because Kevin Bacon is amazing. <clears throat> um... I <sighs> I do want to like I've been I feel like I've been kind of bashing on it. I do really like this movie. Well, that, you've I been talking love, about the technical. It's yeah. really easy to bash the technical side of it, it is, yeah. because there definitely are a lot of shortcomings. Yeah. So let's talk about the emotional. Okay, hold on. I have one last technical thing to say. Okay. The end of this movie has one of the greatest jump scares of all time. Yep. Absolutely one of the greatest jump scares of all time. Like it is so unexpected. Yep. Even though I knew that it was coming because I've actually seen that particular scene before. Um, I remember the first time I saw it, it scared the shit out of me. Yep. Absolutely. Just like 
made me probably as part of the reason why I haven't seen this movie again because it really, <laughs> really scared the crap out of me. Um, this time when I watched it, I actually took my headphones out because I was like, no, I know this is coming and I know it's going to scare me again. Yep. <laughs> um, it's because it's, the movie is amazing. It's fantastic though. And I really do like the, I think the reveal of the killer is really well done and really kind of clever. And I love that it, it's funny because we watched a short film called Granny um, <laughs> and the killer in this movie isn't quite that old. Right. Um, but it is just really cool to see like an older middle-aged woman to be revealed as the killer and just kind of to think about the logistics of like being chased by an older woman. And I don't know. It's just, I don't think that really hardly any other slasher movies have gone that route in terms of that. I can think of at least not any. Yeah. Not if so, none of them are like immediately standing out. Mm -hmm. It's still, and I love, I can't think of the actress's name right now, but the woman who plays um, Jason's mother is awesome. Like she does a great job with it. That, that's because they all do really well. Again, sometimes the acting is cheesy. I would almost, but other times it's good, really good. I almost think the acting in this movie, if we're gonna keep, if I'm gonna keep comparing it to Halloween, I would say the acting overall is probably better than the acting overall in Halloween. Other than if you exclude Jamie Lee Curtis and Donald Pleasance, like just the other teenage characters in the movie aren't quite as good as the teenagers in Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, and. And again, I think that's because in Friday the 13th, they were leaning into like just being funnier characters yeah. in general. All right. So we've been talking a while. Let's, yeah. let's get into the emotional. What did you think of it emotionally? So it, yes, it's really important to talk about here are the things where maybe it succeeded or failed technically because that is a huge part of a movie. But how did it make you feel? It made me I, I hate to say this. I feel kind of apathetic about it. You're wrong. Like, I didn't care about the characters. I absolutely love the effects. The practice, Like, when you actually get to the kills. Like, for me, the anticipation in this movie is not like, oh, my gosh, this is really scary. I can't believe somebody's about to die. Like, uh, like for me, the anticipation was like, oh, my God, how are they? How is this person going to die next? Like, what's what kind of cool effect are we about to see? <laughs> like, I was like, I can't wait to see, like, how this person's going to eat it. It's going to be awesome. And most of the time it was. Sometimes it was a little disappointing when they're just kind of killed off screen or they cut away as they're about to be stabbed or whatever. But um, but yeah, I mean, like, for me, the anticipation was more in just, like, seeing the cool effects rather than, like, being afraid of what's going to happen to the people, which is normally what you get in horror movies. Is it's like, oh, man, no, I'm so sad. I mean, which, I mean, I feel like there are movies where that's exactly what you want. And I feel like this movie is is maybe not trying to be super scary. Like, I feel like they understand that the anticipation is in like, oh, you want to see these characters die. Like you're rooting for the killer in a way and you want to see how they die. Um, so I think in that way, it pulls it off really well. Typically you and I are um, pretty, pretty close in line uh, with our views of films. Mm -hmm. We, we are, we are so <laughs> not in line with this. I love Friday the 13th. Okay. I absolutely love it. I can see why you would love it. I mean, I really do. Like, I, I do like the movie. It is not one of the best, but I love it. And I think the movie is terrifying. Okay. The... Uh, all right. So, first off, it has a, like, real killer. And it, just looking at the first one. So, not looking at the entire series. Just looking at the first movie... And this is a major spoiler, but whatever. I mean, you already spoiled it. Yeah. Um, she, it is a mother who is taking revenge 
because her son has died. Yeah. Like, and so like the people that she's killing, like this is, this is one of um, sort of like the prototypical uh, vice before slice and dice Yeah, where she kills people after they do some of the things that led to her son being dead. Yeah. So like she kills the cook because she was the cook and she wasn't able to save her son. Uh, she kills the people having sex. And so she kills people after they have sex. Yeah. So like, she is exacting revenge on the types of people who let her son die. And if that's what happened, then these same camp camp, these camp counselors might let another batch of kids die. Right. So like, it's terrifying because it's a real person with very real and understandable motives. Mm-hmm. And she's not all there, which adds another little bit of, she went through something so traumatic that it broke her. Yeah. And, and that's terrifying because think about how many people in real life are perfectly functioning adults and one traumatic event breaks them and, and they do something terrible. And I, I just, I love the realism of that, even though it's not played in a very realistic fashion. Yeah. I love the realism of what would you do if you lost your son? And, you know, because we can't avoid dying kids on, uh, on, on horror movies these uh, these last couple of months. We started out with fear of being a bad parent and kids dying. And so now, like, yeah, what would, what would you do if your kid died? How would you respond to that? What would you do to the people who are responsible? I was talking to someone uh, not too long ago, and, and they said, yeah, like, if someone actually, like, if something actually happened to my kid... Uh, I I would kiss my wife goodbye because I know that I'm going to be in jail for the rest of my life because yeah. I'm going to hunt that dude down. Yeah, it wasn't me who said that; it was someone else. <laughs> but like, it's an under. I mean, it's a thing that I think almost there almost at least everybody knows somebody like that. Yeah. So whether you're like that or not, I feel like there are a lot of people who feel that way. Yeah, and so like to me, that's kind of terrifying that she has very real intentions. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of a sympathetic killer like it's it's not good and she has obviously gone off her rocker but like you get it you know yeah, no I, that's definitely again that's one of the things that i love most about this movie is the fact that it's not just some kind of crazy superimposing like unstoppable invincible killer like jason Voorhees. yeah um, it with his mom that adds an, a different layer to it that I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head. Is and she's safe. She's unassuming. You know, like yeah, you because don't... it's it, like I love the reveal in the movie because she's like basically the character approaches her completely unconcerned. Like she's like doesn't even take a second to consider like, oh, could this be the killer? Like yeah. she's just a sweet older lady who is there to help. Yeah. And so she just runs straight to her and I love that. Like I think that's super creepy. Yeah, because again, like like so many good horror movies, it's not taking about it's not taking something that is already super creepy on its own. It's taking something safe and making that terrifying. Mm. Thinking about it, even though I've obviously not sent my three month old off to summer camp, <laughs> thinking about, you know, like would I ever send my son to a summer camp? I don't know what's gonna happen there. Hopefully not like a, a Camp Crystal Lake mass murder but you know like what what if someone does something to him what if yeah, something happens what if in the woods and they're i mean it's a they're camping so like their cabins are not secure at yeah. all like even if you, you can lock the door or even 
you know, tie the door off so it can't be open, but there's still going to be windows that can be busted out. And that well, there's no... and and you have to trust that the camp counselors are good people because you don't interview all the camp counselors. You have to trust that the company who who hires them is hiring good people. Yeah, and the, and um, in a lot of time, a lot of cases, the camp counselors are going to be teenagers who are going to be inclined to goof off late at night and you know, yeah. have some fun. And you don't know the other dark. kids. You don't know like who who's going to be in the same uh, cabin with your with your kid. So like, even just that fear of letting them go. Like, even though it wasn't like while camp was happening, so there weren't a bunch of kids around. There was still that fear of like, ah, man, I don't. Mm, uh. Like it, it just yeah. made me so uncomfortable just thinking about something that is at least a decade away. It was still kind of terrifying for me. Oh, I can definitely see that. I. For me, on an I feel like we have this conversation a lot on a moment to moment basis. I don't think it's super scary, but I also I disagree with you because, like, you think that it's a bit derivative that they're showing uh, the POV killer's perspective. Yeah, I love that because you don't know who the killer is. Yeah, you don't I mean, I know, like it. and I f- it's I think too knowing the ending kind of. Knowing that knowing the ending ruins it. Sucks a little bit out of that because they do have a lot of red herrings in there about like who the character could be. There's like at least four or five like big burly men almost that kind of show up. It could be the the crazy old town crier who's like, you're all going to die. There's doom coming. It could be the the truck driver who picks up Annie um, and drives her to the thing and talks about how dumb all the kids are. Yeah. Um, It could be, I feel like they kind of imply that it could be uh, the... uh, the guy who started the camp back up, Steve, I think was his, uh, David Hyde Pierce's character in what right. American summer. Um, <laughs> it could be one of the other, uh, the kids uh, yeah, like, or yeah, camp there's so many people that it could be. And yeah, knowing the ending ruins that, but watching it, it's like, okay, you don't know who it is. You don't know where the killer is next. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like also that you don't know where the killer is. Like one of the most terrifying scenes to me, probably the one that even though I know what's happening and even though I know what's about to happen, it is probably the scene that freaks me out the most when, um, when what's her name just finished banging, uh, Kevin Bacon <laughs> and she goes to the bathroom. <laughs> like she goes to the bathroom hut. Like it's not yeah, the outhouse. Thing. Yeah. Or well, like, like the, the showers. Yeah. And, um, and she's in there. The, the way that there is not only the suspense in that room and some of the misdirection of where the person is and where the person isn't. And like when, when she's there, like standing at the sink and you just see the shower curtain move a little mm-hmm. bit. God, that is one of the that better entire scene is so terrifying. That's one to of the me. creepier. Like that scene is actually pretty scary. I, I wish that there was more of that. Like, I don't feel like a lot of the other like scenes where they're building up to the kill have quite that same amount of, of like, finesse to it in a way like there's not as much of that of like really good misdirection that's in there but there's like they're a little bit more obvious like when the stuff there are there is there are a few that are really like the one with kevin bacon yeah you don't know what's going to happen awesome. there that's you don't know one. when it's going to happen with the other person there's misdirect like the the variety of how the people get killed not just in terms of like the actual tools that happen mm-hmm. but like oh this one like the very first kill sets the entire movie up to this isn't safe like they kill yeah. people off before the credits which yeah i know a lot of slashers have done that but it sets it up to be all right this is a little uncomfortable it's a little unsafe 
but more importantly, the character. These are major spoilers, but whatever. This movie's yeah. like eight hundred years and old I mean, at you this know point. Pretty much everybody's gonna die anyway. It's a. But I the mean, character you that you meet that you think is going to be the main character gets killed off, and so like it takes away that safety of knowing who's going to make it or when they're going to make it or how it's going to happen. So for me, that's part of what makes it so scary is there is just that, that sense of dread the entire time mm-hmm. of not knowing when or who or how or why. Yeah. And I think, I think it's funny because when I first watched the movie or when I first watched the opening scene, I was a little, uh, I was like, Oh, this is kind of stupid. Like the kills are very just kind of like stab done right and then like and then the next one is like cut the black rock before they're stabbed and i was like well that's kind of lame but i as i watched the movie i was like okay it's actually a little bit better than i thought because once the movie kicks in proper and those kills are way more brutal than in that opening scene it's like oh crap like this movie set me up to be like oh it's gonna be whatever like yeah and it's not the, gonna be like, that bad and then you get people then getting the first jump scare like oh my god yeah and you get arrows through throats and so like good. it's insane and so, yeah, I like that the movie kind of sets you up for false expectations with a, a kind of subdued, like, opening murder scene. Yeah, I, I absolutely love it. All right, so here is my statement that a lot of people are really going to disagree with me on, uh, and then we can uh, jump into the rewatchability and um, who recommended for. I think that Friday the 13th is scarier than Nightmare on Elm Street. Ooh. The first time that I saw Nightmare... I loved Freddy Krueger. Like, he was such a charismatic character. I loved him. The movie itself did not scare me. The thought of the movie of you're not even safe in your own dreams and, like, the the idea of Freddy Krueger is scary to me. The mm-hmm. scenes where he was actually in, especially the one with, like, the really stretching arms, super yeah. cool, super creepy. But I feel like with uh, Nightmare on Elm Street... It, it is a cat and mouse horror movie, but I don't feel like there's enough of the cat. Interesting. And so uh, to me, it and I saw both of these old. Like I saw yeah. both of these within the last 10 years maybe. Yeah. So I didn't see them as a kid. I didn't have the chance for Freddy to haunt my nightmares because by the time I saw it, it was just like, eh, all right. With Friday the 13th, which I saw after Nightmare on Elm Street... By the time that I saw it, it was like, okay, yeah, this is just like a person who is grieving and has gone off the deep end and is killing people and it's a real person. Yep, this movie's scarier. Like, I I was more tense watching Friday the 13th than Nightmare on Elm Street. It's very interesting. I haven't seen Nightmare on Elm Street in a few years. I remember it not being quite as scary as I expected it to be, but... I feel like it's scarier than Friday. I have to rewatch Nightmare on Elm Street. It, to, it to, might be a better movie. I think it's a better. It's definitely a better movie. I'll say that. But I don't know if it's it might or be not. a better movie. Now, Nightmare on Elm Street Two is definitely a better movie. That's that's that may be more controversial than your other opinion about Friday the Thirteenth. I haven't seen the second Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street, 2, but I know that Nightmare Two has it. cat. Like it has the cat and mouse with the actual cat. And with Friday the Thirteenth, it there's a bit of cat and mouse. But you see a lot more mice getting killed off, and so you know that the cat is ever present. Yeah, that's what like I feel like with Friday the Thirteenth, it's not cat and mouse; it's just like being hunt people being hunted. Yeah. Speaking of animals, there's a scene where a snake is actually murdered in this movie. Yep. Like that is a real snake really being killed. I thought I thought that was interesting. I hope that definitely... it was a snake that was like already dead that they just made wiggle somehow. 
I doubt it because I'm pretty sure this movie is pretty low budget. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm sure that they totally just cut the, that snake's head off, which is just kind of interesting because you don't get that. Well, anymore. I mean, if you have some of the special f- effects of some of the kills, maybe it was a special practical I mean, I effect guess it could snake. Be. It could be. I haven't looked it up to see if it was actually. It it does look super real. It's yeah, it's super real. Some of the other kills are pretty realistic too. So I, it could be a fake snake or a proper some kind of special effect but it looks like that dude really cuts that snake's head off i just thought that was interesting yeah i'm not mad about it but I, <laughs> exactly but i i love friday the 13th again i've not seen the entire series and i do really like um nightmare on elm street but i i, I didn't see it young enough for it to creep me out mm-hmm. friday the 13th even seeing it within the last again like 10 years it it still creeped me out it was still a scary experience for me yeah okay so I, I love it. I think it's great. Interesting. All right. <laughs> How rewatchable is Friday the 13th? Even though I don't love the movie, <clears throat> I, I still think it's really rewatchable. I mean, like, I probably wouldn't go out of my way to rewatch it a lot. I mean, like, if it's Friday the 13th, thir- actually, the date, Friday the 13th, I'd probably be like, yeah, let's watch Friday the 13th. Like, that sounds like fun. Um, but I don't know if I would just, like, if I could watch it any time. Like, if somebody else suggested it, like, hey, you want to come over and watch Friday the 13th? I'd be like, okay, yeah, sure. Like, I wouldn't hesitate to watch it again. Um, but I just can't, I don't see myself, like, going out of my way a whole lot other than in, like, certain circumstances. Uh, it's it. it's rewatchable. Like, again, I love it. But, yeah, it's, you know, they, there are so many other movies that if I'm going to re- rewatch Friday the 13th, I feel like I should just watch more movies. Like I, I should get through yeah, the rest of the, the Friday series. That's how I feel too. Like, because it is, I mean, <laughs> here's the thing about Friday the 13th. I know it's one of the early slasher films. Um, and that it was, you know, inspired countless other movies. But when you go back and watch it, it's not like going back and watching evil dead where it's like it still feels fresh and original. Like going back yeah. and watching Friday the 13th, the original movie, it's like, I mean, it's still just a pretty standard. It follows the slasher formula to a T. You wouldn't know that it was one of the ones that helped like set the whole camp slasher right. thing. You would think, oh, well, yeah, it's just another movie. Like, no, no, like this one was like, this is part of what helped shape that subgenre. Like, oh, all right, that's cool. Right. Uh, now, I will say this about rewatchability. If you can find someone who hasn't seen it, who doesn't know the ending, yeah, it is super rewatchable with them. <laughs> I really just want to like sit people down and watch that very last jump scare with them just that, to see how they react because it's awesome. I was so my friend who had seen it, um, like, <laughs> so when we were watching it, he had just picked up his drink, uh, and oh man, <laughs> and there was a jump scare, and it wasn't even the end one, and like he kind of threw his drink a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> see when so, i'm watching a horror movie so i don't fun. i don't take sips whenever it's like obviously in a scene where it's building to a jump scare yeah this I, one wasn't building it just happened well i guess that's true there are a few which a is of one of the things that's so great about friday the 13th is it doesn't always let you know when someone's about to die that's true so you always have to guess is someone about to die no i guess they're nope they weren't safe nope Dead. weren't safe at all <laughs> that was i'm gonna i'm gonna you know Go change my pants now. <laughs> I love the movie. Uh, who do you recommend it for? I I mean, I think that it's kind of essential. I mean, it's yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, it's a classic slasher movie. If you love horror movies, if you love slashers, if you like seeing teenagers being murdered in gruesome and creative ways, then yeah, I mean, you have to see Friday the 13th. It may not be your favorite, um, but I think it is one that needs to be seen for pretty much any horror lover. 
Yeah, completely agree. It's not going to be everyone's favorite. It is definitely not my favorite. And it probably, I probably don't even actually enjoy it as much as what it sounds like I'm saying. Um, but, but I do really, really enjoy it, you know, and, and I do kind of love it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's iconic. It's classic. I mean, it's just one of the movies that you have to see. Um, of course, because Jason isn't actually in it, you kind of have to see the first three to get the yeah, full really, experience. Yeah. But I will say that like watching this movie, even though I didn't love it, it does make me want to watch the other ones to yeah. like see how the series progresses to become the series that we know it as today. Yeah. And, and it also just sounds like it goes into such crazy, ridiculous directions that I have to see that. Cause it just sounds like so much fun. Well, and again, like we've had a glut of movies, you know, over 50 in the last, uh, especially, <laughs> yeah. especially including the film fest. Like we, Oh, yeah, we're just counting that as days not the number of individual movies that we saw yeah, I, still, I, I still added like another seven or eight movies just from the film fest yeah so with all of that yeah, like there sense. there is a glut of uh, of horror movies that we've seen um, yeah so I mean it's it's okay I kind of love it it's not going to be your favorite but it is classic it is iconic you need to see it yep all right where do you want people to find you uh, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, the Chimerican. You can follow me on Instagram at, at Chimerican Reviews. You can follow my personal Twitter page at Eric J A Y Harris, or you can find my movie ratings and reviews on Letterboxd at Eric J A Y. And you can find me on Facebook and on Instagram at the Gargoyle Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Gargoyle Podcast and on Letterboxd at the Gargoyle. Uh, and if you've been enjoying the last almost two months of uh, of our horror movie horror movie coverage make sure to subscribe on itunes google play stitcher or anchor.fm just do a search for the gargoyle podcast and that's g-a-r-g-y-l-e because it is a gargoyle wearing an argyle sweater and if you've been enjoying these reviews uh and analysis episodes um let us know leave some feedback leave some comments let us know what scares you let us know what you would put in a week devoted to your fear and what palate cleanser you would include at the end and if you enjoy horror movies, there uh, are not as many things for me to announce this week as there have been for the last month or so. Uh, down. Knoxville Horror Film Fest is one that I can no longer recommend. However, uh, okay, that sounded wrong. I can no longer recommend <laughs> it because it is over. Yeah. <laughs> not like a, uh, it sucked this year. No. <laughs> so, it was awesome. It, it is just, uh, it, it's in the past now. But you can start planning for next year. And you can still go and support Central Cinema in Knoxville, Tennessee, where the uh, Knox, Horror Film, Knox Horror Film Fest takes place. It is an amazing cinema. Absolutely love it. Um, so go out, support Central Cinema. The Frightening Ass Film Fest in Chattanooga is this weekend, um, October 27th and 28th. And um, tonight is the last night of the... Um, I think it's tonight. Is it tonight? Pretty sure it's tonight forgot what day it even is uh yeah tonight is the last night of the movies at the cleveland bradley county public library uh playing dracula untold and on friday um the 26th five dollar film podcast and the gargoyle podcast have teamed up to present family friendly fright nights at the venue creekside and friday we're playing the monster squad five dollar entrance for the movie five dollar all you can eat tacos and then stick around for uh, me and rob alderman from the five dollar film podcast mm -hmm. doing trivia and discussion and just having a lot of fun 
it's it's a blast to come out to that. Um, and we're also going to be doing a review of Monster Squad. Yes. Is that, I think that's tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Is that tomorrow? Yes. So tomorrow's episode, we're, <laughs> we're going to be talking about Monster Squad. So we're having kind of like a midweek palette cleanser. Yeah. Um, kind of just to set up, like, if you're thinking about going to the Family Friendly Fright Night and you want to know a little bit more about Monster Squad, then we will tell you about it. Spoiler it, free, of course. Eh. Maybe. Probably more spoiler-free than this episode, at least. <laughs> yeah. The Monster Squad is one of the best movies ever. Uh, there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, tomorrow's episode is going to be the Monster Squad. And then a few more episodes of uh, me and Eric showing some of our horror gaps. Yep. But uh, but yeah. That's been it for this episode of the Gargoyle Podcast. I'm Nathan, a.k.a. the Gargoyle. I'm Eric, a.k.a. the Chimerican. And remember, kids... I have to leave now. It's too scary. Getting too scary in here. I wonder how many times I can do that before, like, I get the uh, like cease and desist of copyright infringement. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because I was just thinking, it's like you don't even have to play the music. Like, you just ha- you can just do it with your mouth, and it sounds exactly the same. Well, especially because there's no music playing when that happens. Like, that's between musical breaks. Right. <laughs> it's clearly just somebody like in front of a mic, just like this, just going like. Ch-ch-ch. They didn't have a budget to hire a composer, so they're like, I don't know, dude, just get in front of a mic and start making some noises with your mouth. No, that, that was just the composer like had a cough before he started directing, and they were like, no, no, leave it in. He was like, oh, oh, oh. Sean Cunningham was just like, no, no, that's cool. Yeah, do it. Throw <laughs> that in and see what, what happens. This is terrible. Go watch horror movies. Just like the end of this podcast. <laughs> just throw it in and see what happens. Yes. Go watch horror movies. They're fun. You only have a week till Halloween. Uh, bye now. Bye.